You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm uh, German Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Thomas. Ah, I I liked it, though. I I almost got a vegan Berliner uh, yesterday in Berlin. Uh, It's a type of donut, right? Is that a person or food? I was not familiar with it. it, Well, I'll tell you why you are. Uh, you are because of that famous piece of history that had to be reminded to me when I asked, I asked our driver, what, what is the difference? Oh, what is a, Ber- what is a Berliner? JFK. Yeah. JFK. Um, and he said, well, Americans do know what a Berliner is because of that incident. And I said, right. I totally forgot JFK stood in front of <laughs> a right. bunch of German people and said, I'm a donut. <laughs> it's a great, great bit of history. Um, you know, so you almost got one and you didn't get one. Wow. I, well, it, listen, it, I, I, I'm not trying to hammer you fellas or, or my other podcast host, Eric. Uh, I just, you guys cannot comprehend how inconvenient life is when you don't know, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like you don't know, is the, is the venue going to have Wi-Fi? Is the uh, hotel going to have Wi-Fi? Am I condemned to a, <laughs> a, to, to a gray uh, trench warfare hell, uh, you know, uh, Tom, you just, <laughs> Tom, you've never faced a moment of, of mystery in your life. Like Patrick. No, I mean, I didn't for most of my life without Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, Tom, there was no expectations of you. It used to be, listen, it used to be, you went on tour and if you didn't talk to your partner uh, for 10 days in a row, Oh, you missed each other. But now there is really an expectation that everybody in your life has access to you all the time. So if you don't respond, I'm not talking about my partner. Now I'm talking about, you have like a, you have a tour manager, right? Yes. Now why Uh, can't they like make sure like when they're booking these hotels that Patty gets his Wi-Fi? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because all these fucking hotels are liars. Cause when they say yes, Wi-Fi is good. And then you show up and it's 10 megabytes per, per fucking ping or whatever. Yo, here, and- here's, the, here's the thing. You got a, your tour manager, who I believe might also uh, perform in your band. Um, assign him a task. Be like, hey, earn this keep. Keep track of the hotels we're at. Use the Wi-Fi tracker thing and track the Wi-Fi speed. And we can say good Wi-Fi, bad Wi-Fi. So we don't stay at the bad Wi-Fi places next year. And then you can floor. sell that information to your fellow Correct. touring bands. Correct. But- so on this particular tour, we have a, a proper tour manager Ooh. for people that don't know. Uh, sometimes DIY is just because you're, you're cheap by nature. Correct. And in the U S we do not, drug church does not have a, a tour manager outside of the band because uh, one member of the band looked at the numbers and said, Oh, I prefer to put that money in my pocket. What an absurd idea to give it to another human being. And that's fine. It's not a deep commitment to DIY. It's a it's a deep commitment to you know whatever. Right, you all speak about. English and yeah. yeah. So, but now over here, uh, we have we have conducted ourselves in the past without uh, a tour manager. I've been the driver and and we've just uh, freeformed it. But it is particularly stressful. <laughs> it's, it's not so on this one. We've got. Uh, Driver, tour manager named John, very professional dude uh, from the UK. Uh, if you guys want to talk uh, talk about tour at some point, we can work it into the conversation. It's it's uh, really interesting to watch Citizen, uh, who thought that they did not have uh, fans here, or uh, they haven't been here in eight years, and th- that's because they never really felt like they connected, like people enjoyed it or not, and. Uh, watching them fill big rooms uh, in, in the UK was really satisfying. People obviously love them. Uh, it, it, it's been a it's been a cool tour. Mm. Mm. 
Love hearing it. Uh, let's shout out and thank our sponsors before we get into it because we do want to do some tour chatter. Thank you, love and praise to <clears throat> to live a lie. Oh yeah, uh, 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 Dumbledore. Thank you, love and praise to Convulse Records. Uh, fan of the three time recently four time overall Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Uh, Snape, the only other character I know. Mm. Thank you too. Thank you, love and praise. Whatever I said before, two close casket activities. Oh wait, I got one. Uh, uh, Dobby. Dobby. Oh, see, that's good. That's that's your favorite dude, isn't it? I love Dobby. Gets me emotional. I've only seen one of those Harry Potter movies, but that Dobby got me. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, love and praise to Run for Cover. Uh, Tom, help me out. You seen these movies? You read these books? Harry, I have not Harry read Potter. The, just yeah. say Harry Potter. Harry right? Potter. Harry. Oh, no. you, you, you're, you're a hardcore kid, Harry. <laughs> Ron Grimsley. What the fucking name? Grimbottom hair man. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> Grimbottom hair man. Um, that's our new. Uh, that's either a grindcore band or the worst uh, sap indie band you've ever heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, today we're going to focus on two labels, two old friends, dear friends, run for cover records and close casket activities. So the theme here is two different things, but that when I say those names, I know at least to me, I get a, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of group run for cover with this stuff. I group close casket with this stuff and you know, without, I'm going to spoil the plot here, but you know, close casket, hard, heavy run for cover. Uh, catchy, poppy, you know, velvety soft. Um, but when you really start digging around in that, uh, I was looking at Close Casket, uh, CloseCasketActivities.com, and <clears throat> was thinking, wow, they really do touch on a lot of things. And uh, last week on on Twitter, X formerly known, FKA, uh, Twitter, um, I posted, hey, what are your favorite record levels? I encourage everybody to go look because they there was a ton that were shouted out. Obviously, the, our sponsors are some of the many that are in there. But I'm looking at closed casket activities, and I'm going, "Oh, Fleshwater, that's got a that's got a group of people." God's hate, you know, that's that's that hit your friend with a pipe music, you know, um, and like Fleshwater could be on run for cover sonically. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, God's hate on on run for cover would be an interesting one. But it's it's just really cool the depth and variety of sounds you can catch from Close Casket, and that you know led me to thinking about Run for Cover too. RunforCoverRecords.com. Over even just the past few years, seeing the variety of stuff they have, you know whether it's Narrowhead, whether it's Fiddlehead, whether it's Citizen, whether it's the stuff like Sun June, um, the Berries, like. I'm super impressed with the diversity of what these labels do. I hope you're given a chance to all the stuff because you're going to click. Look, I'm going to be honest. If you are looking for God's hate and click on Fleshwater, you're not going to get it, but you might like it, but you might not. And if you're looking for Fiddlehead and you click on Runner, you might like it or you might not, but you can tell with these labels, they're very cool. They're doing things they care about. And also, big shout out because they're both supporting other labels, both through distribution, production, basically doing back end stuff. So, major shout outs to everybody out there behind the scenes doing things. Run for cover and close casket are two of the big ones. Whew. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Start with mm. Tom because he hasn't had to struggle with this. Why? Yeah, he he doesn't know. Europe, he doesn't know he what doesn't it's like out struggle. here. I'm in my apartment. We have. Good Wi-Fi. Um, yeah. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> no trench warfare. I'm on the bench. Pat's in the trench. That's right. Um, That's right. And yeah, just things good. It's uh, yeah. Monday morning. Hell yeah. yeah, podcast yeah. Monday morning. Post Super Bowl. Good Super oh, Bowl. Good Super Bowl. A lot of stuff to talk about the commercials. Not to, oh, yeah. Let's, like let's, this, 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 if you guys ever wanted a podcast to show your mom. Yeah, this is it. This is the one. Like all the listeners and stuff. Like we're gonna talk. All right, know. so let's minimize the curse words and uh, <laughs> and up the like family friendly energy. We can do exactly. it. Exactly, um, Patrick. How are you doing holistically? Uh, you're trapped in Wi Fi gulag, but 
not today. Bad uh, Wi-Fi wins, but not today, baby. One of my, I asked a question, and one of my bandmates told me to Google, and I almost punched him in the face. I, I <laughs> I'm obviously overtired and, and very hostile. So, uh, yeah, I just need. Uh, I think I need sleep. I think I think I'm a little uh, underslept and a little cranky. Mm, mm, okay, well, you're almost done, right? Uh, no, I, well, almost. I, we're more than halfway, certainly. I think um, we got. Uh, Do you not know? Uh, no, I don't have a clue. Uh, you don't so even know. Like, a, I have this amount of time. Like you're just like doing to, time. You're doing your bit. I'm just uh, yeah, exactly. It, listen, Tom, there's like four scratches and the one across. You're not doing the five counts. There's only two days that you that you do on tour. That's your first and your last. Uh, right. So uh, today's Hamburg, and then uh, the seventeenth is the last show in Belgium. Mm, how nice! Oh, it's not that long, dude. It's the end of the week. Yeah, it's 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 fine. I, and there's no reason that I should be this stressed out. It's uh, uh, I, I think it's just a weird sleep pattern. Um, you know, every band eventually hates Europe. American bands hate going to Europe. And I never understood because I, I like it. I think it's a fun experience. It's good to get out of the shit that you see all the time. The people are kind. I got really nothing bad to say about it. But on this particular tour, I went to two hotels in a row where the Wi-Fi just straight up, they wanted you to pay for it and then it didn't work. And did I tell you guys when I had my mental breakdown? I, I had a mental breakdown. We, we <laughs> like referenced that, but when you're screaming in the, in the rain... Yeah, so uh, there's no other way to put this. I so everybody, I'm going to keep it concise. Sorry, this is like minutia that like the to log what into the Wi-Fi. When you to, ask how you doing to pass yeah, in Europe? Yeah, <laughs> to log into this Wi-Fi, uh, you had to create an account that then sent an email, uh, sent the confirmation email to your email address that you put in. So. I can't access my email address because I can't get Wi-Fi, and I'm in a country where my tr- my roaming doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So, so I go to the woman at the front desk and say, "Excuse me, Miss, could you help me?" And she says, "Oh yeah, it's easy. You just uh, uh, go to your email." And mm-hmm. I won't attempt to do. It. She had a thick Polish accent. I won't attempt to do it. But but uh, I say, "Well, that therein lies the problem, friend." Uh, I can't get to my email because I can't get on Wi-Fi. And she says, uh, I can give you the phone number of the uh, company that uh, handles our internet. And I said, and call them with what? And <laughs> I went in the parking lot and screamed like, like I was having a full on fucking Bruce Banner. Like redemption. Yeah. yeah, no, because that was it wasn't that a scream of joy. Yeah. I was I was having a scream of uh frustration. I don't yeah, know how you dude, guys that get, dude was walking out, he was getting out of the shit tunnel. Patrick was sure. entering. That's right. And I, I don't know how you guys we've talked about this. You guys uh find it ridiculous that I haven't cried in uh, 25 years, but uh the closest that I get to crying is not out of sadness. It's not out of sadness, it's out of frustration. It, it, it's when yeah. I feel powerless, you know, when I feel like I have no recourse here. Yeah, you got to get more uh, powerful. That's the problem. I, I got to get more. Pa- I got to lift. I got to have a uh, Wi-Fi inserted in, in the face of my brother. neck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, Become that day I had to go. To, Let's go. I had to go to a casino just to message you guys. <laughs> but I'm. Did you put I'm, what, 50 on red? Yeah. I, 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 listen. And now at this exact moment, I don't have the, like, I shouldn't be gambling, right? Normally, I, a certain amount of money I feel is fine bit, yeah. to just throw into the uh, hole in the ground, but uh, I shouldn't do that now. Right. And it's been a, listen, there's somebody right now who's, whose dad's got some type of cancer and they're like, yo, what is Patrick the fuck going on about? Uh, mm-hmm. But let me just say, I was annoyed. I was just annoyed. It was an annoying week. That's all. <sighs> well, we're glad you're here with us. Um, thank you to both. Uh, as uh, the behind the curtains is, we are recording on a Monday morning. Typically, we do evenings, sometimes Sunday nights, sometimes Monday nights. We, you know, we switch it up, just keep it spicy. Uh, but, but I got. <laughs> I know, I know. He didn't have good Wi-Fi. I got. 
a five month old, a two and a half year old, and the ten year old. He's just he's he's fine. He just roams around. Uh, that I have to take care of solo for the next for all day yesterday and the next three days. So, uh, shout out. Or at least you have Wi Fi, Bob. I got fantastic the Wi Fi. Honestly, that would have been it. That would have been the straw. That's that's over. that's X amount of years old and getting to tour <laughs> Europe for <laughs> money. I know life. Life's tough when you're 32. Yo, if if you're you like, mean? yo, it's I'll tough. give you three weeks off of work, and you can go play music for three weeks across Europe. Sign me yeah. the fuck up. Uh, <sighs> so shout out, shout out. I was thinking of the single parents who do this uh, day in day out. Y'all are real, real heroes. That stuff's amazing. Um, Tom, tell me about your commercial takes from the Super Bowl. I want to hear about <laughs> it. Um. And we, well, Patrick, we we will, uh, based on what Tom says, we will assign a band or hardcore subgenre to the commercial. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, the Volkswagen one was weird. Mm, yeah, because they were like, you know, German standards, you know, starting in 1949. We're like, was it really though? <laughs> a little bit earlier, just the time. Definitely helped build tanks for fucking Hitler, you fucks. Uh, let's see that. What is that giving, Patrick? What what is that giving? That um, gives me like like fake history. Like the the band that no one cared about in 1996 is now headlining festivals in 2024. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. There we go. Yeah, that's giving. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, rewritten history energy. Okay, good. Next one. Yeah. I'm trying to think which else the other ones that were funny. Uh, what did I maybe, like? Maybe, um, there was a Pfizer commercial. Yo, the Pfizer commercial. Oh my God, Patrick, this one was right up your alley. The Pfizer commercial where it, uh, Charles Pfizer, it essentially had every brilliant mind going back to like Socrates and like, and including Mr. Pfizer with that. Right, singing to Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stop me now. Um, And the answer was like, believe in science. Yeah, science wins. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, yo, like, was this straight trolling people who don't like vaccinations? Like, were you trying to push people further away from your products? Um, the so, worst so, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Bob. I cut you no, off. no, no. Please go. This is for Pat from fucking Bard. <laughs> Jesus Bard. gets us. And it was an, a, a full minute of people that you know don't get along in real life. Uh and G- and one like for example, there's a young African American kid who's having his feet washed by a cop, <laughs> <laughs> or oh you know God. there's like an obvious you know a, 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 a potential like homosexual man getting his feet washed by a priest, like all okay. people that are like on the you know opposite ends Seems of the opposite sides of the aisle, yeah, yeah. But and it literally the the commercial ends with he washed feet. Like that's in in like this big font. He washed feet, just like you. He, he just like us. He washed feet. You ever wash? I mean, yeah, Patrick, you have. You are a little Jesusy, aren't you? It's, it's been said. Yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, but they had two commercial Hitler energy. So I don't know. So you're a little, you're halfway between Pfizer and, and Volkswagen out here. So you know, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he gets us. But um, yeah, they had two different ones. Yes. So I forget. I think the I there was think another was, religion. Oh, Scientology had a good commercial this year. Yeah, like just stop on in. Like okay, <laughs> and never leave again. Ask Leah Remini. Um, uh, nerds, the candy had a commercial. Have you ever seen a nerds candy commercial ever no. before in your life? No, because yeah. when we were kids, we just bought them. We didn't need to be sold on it. And why would? Yeah, like I don't know. I, it was. Very and they anthropomorphized like the the yeah. The nerd. It was weird. It was the nerd doing a flash dance. The the shower scene. Yeah, like undulating. It was kind of weird. Yeah, and then the, and a- then like some like like social media like expert like ate it. I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Walken was funny. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Um, the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Dunkin one of the best. Yeah, that one had Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, and, and Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, that was pretty good. Pat, of those three, who do you most associate yourself with? Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, or Tom Brady? Um, not or J- Tom or Brady. J-Lo. J-Lo. 
She was not Tom Brady. Some say I'm the goat, but uh, I I don't. He's got zero zero swag. Um, Ben Affleck always seems unhappy. I'm not an unhappy guy. Matt Damon gets himself in trouble saying shit. That's pretty relatable. Uh, Probably Matt Damon. Okay, Matt Damon. All right, there we go. Tom, how about you? Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, or Tom Brady? Um, I'll probably go Ben Affleck. I'm definitely standing outside of the cup of Dunkin' Donuts, being like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, closing closing J Lo's door like <sighs> Yeah, outside of work, outside of a like a band practice, I'm always like, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yo, you so, know what? The face of frustration. That's a the Ben Affleck really nails it. You know what I mean? And he does like, a, I mean he's got he's had a pretty decent life, man. Like yeah, we're not gonna it's, call it's, it. kinda, it's kinda crazy. It's like, yeah, all right, Jersey Girl and Geely aside, but like, yo, you were in the town, bro. He's been in some good stuff. I think I'll take Matt Damon's career. This is a good one. Affleck or Damon's career. I think Damon. Date well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, he was also in that movie where he was a, a conjoined twin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, it was like a Farrelly Brothers movie. Uh, yeah, well, but I mean, Ocean's I feel like 11. I like uh, Ocean Eleven is pretty great. That's one of my great. favorite movies ever. It's great, it's fantastic. What a good! I did episode. watch him in Rounders because I went to see our friend. Oh yeah, Chris Ryan do Rounders. Chris Ryan, yeah, Chris Ryan. I saw him do Creed in Philly and. Uh, yeah, RIP to Carl Weathers. Like the next day, Mr. yeah, and they Carl had him. Dude. They talked about him in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, or, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Carl Weathers. Um, um, they made fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger not being able to say neighbor. That was on like three times. Oh yeah. I mean, listen, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did hang on to that accent uh, for, for longer. For, than, you've been here forty years, bro. More yeah, I mean, more, uh, truly, it's it's pretty crazy. And I mean, I I, I say this as a guy who. Has no aptitude for languages, can barely speak the one my native language. And you're gonna sound Cahoian for the rest of your life. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe I can't say shit about uh, about Schwarzenegger. Maybe I'm in the same boat. The one, the other one that was cool that it just shows you like how fucking enormous she is. Sorry, mom, I'm cursing. The Beyonce thing. Mm. So they did this whole thing of like her breaking the internet. Yeah. And it was like all these different things. She was like, I'm doing this. Did I break the internet? And the guy from Veep is on, is like her like assistant, or whatever. And they're going and going and going. And then she's like in a space shuttle or something. And she's like, time to drop new music. Everyone on the internet literally freaked out that she was like checking every like music, you know, like Spotify or Apple, or whatever, to find out. Like, because they thought she was going to like immediately yes, release correct. a new record as soon as that commercial happened. It's actually kind of impressive. They show Taylor Swift a lot, but you know what? I like Taylor Swift, and I don't mind. And cumulatively, it was probably less than 30 seconds. So, Yeah, I mean, she was there with Blake Lively and Ice Spice mm-hmm. and Lana Del Rey. Oh, okay. I can see Lana Del Rey. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Does, here's a question. Yeah. Does nobody have any normal friends, right? Like, yeah, like, come on. You don't have, like, Taylor Swift don't have somebody from Pennsylvania she could just bring with her? Yo, That's what honestly, I'm saying. Yo, here's the thing. Yes, people do have normal friends. I don't think Taylor Swift does because she was like a groomed theater singer kid who the stories go back that like her mom used to reach out to other like young artists and be like, hey, can you be friends with my daughter? She doesn't really have any friends because she's been doing this, you know. Uh, So, uh, yeah, you know, I guess I guess you got to you got to live a tortured life to actually have real friends. Yeah, I'm. Just, I'm just saying. I, I I would probably, if I had the money, I think that I would just even just for the comedy, I'd fly out some of the boys. You know, what I mean? like even just right, for the right. fact that they're not supposed to be there, I'd right. fly You're out like some of the in boys. A million dollar suite, like you, you know, and like true. some guy just like has like a pile of fucking you know quartz lights in front of him or something. Like just have yeah. yeah. It's like oh, what are you what are you guys up to tomorrow? Well, I got to get back. Uh, union plumber, you know. Right, she's like, I got to get back on my plane to go back to Tokyo because I'm playing the Tokyo Bowl or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then and Sheila's uh, like, Oh yeah, well my shift, I got a half day off tomorrow. Um, I got to get back <laughs> to my shift at the the phone center. But you know, it was barbershop closed here. on Monday, so we're okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but and then Travis Kelsey almost brought the whole fucking psyop down by almost knocking Andy Reid over. Oh, that was wild. Yeah, yelling and screaming at him and like pushed him. Yeah, yeah, that that was interesting. I mean, like, I mean, if that's not like fucking like, yo, man, 
if there was anybody but a Travis Kelsey, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're thinking they'd be like been, that would yeah. be the talk of the every morning show on ESPN. Um. Yeah. Let's let's get to some hardcore because I think I, right. I think I hate I think I hate football. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I think I do. Pat Mahomes sounds like Kenny Powers. That's um, it. Thank you. Good night. So, all right, guys, let's talk a little hardcore. Um, how have the shows been in Europe, Patrick? How's Ireland, Pat? Yeah, more yeah, importantly, yeah. the solo oh, shows. Actually, here this might put us into a topic, although I think it's one that we've perhaps touched upon before. Uh, Ireland was great. Uh, and, uh, as I told you fellas, I'd been looking to visit Belfast for many years. So to be able to play, it was great. First show. Um, really fun show for was first, your first show, show there. We, yeah. First show we'd ever done there. Any band, uh, any band. Wow. But, well, as they were explaining to me, at least post COVID, they're having a really, uh, tricky time getting, uh, I, I don't know who considers my band a medium sized band. I think we're a small band, but, uh, for the sake of this conversation, let's say we're on the smallest end of medium, and uh, they're they're having a tricky time getting bands m- m- of my size or you Bigger. know short of oh. uh, you know short of big room. Like uh, l- yeah. let's say um, three hundred to fifteen hundred. Uh, they're 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 just having a hard time getting those bands to stop over. And for anybody in the sound of my voice, I just want to say. It was completely worth it. It was a beautiful show. Uh, really kind. Is it difficult, people. like the country, like changing, like going from the republic to. Not at all. I expected no. it to be a hassle. I guess the real headache is if you are coming from England, coming from the United Kingdom, uh, and want to take your vehicle into uh, Northern Ireland via the ferry or whatever. That, I guess that is an expensive hassle. Mm. But I will say that if you are in a position to fly to make it your last trip to make Ireland your either your first point of contact and then you meet your contact in uh, England for your driver there and conduct the tour as normal or if you were to uh, leave from Heathrow stop over in Dublin Belfast etc probably you probably want to go dub uh, Heathrow to Belfast then take a train to Dublin for two hours uh, and then leave from Dublin uh, completely worth it and like the promoter was uber professional he he's a uh, a phd in post-colonial studies so we had uh wow. a t- oh, we had a ton cool. of conversation i mean his thesis and whatever is i'm sorry everybody it's been a long time since i've been to college is uh is about uh sort of the sectarian uh violence of belfast and wow. uh, it, and so you know i had i basically had the most informed tour guide you could ever have I uh, went to the peace walls, uh, you know, d- did the whole thing. Um, it was, uh, and this is in Belfast, Belfast, uh, super, super interesting for someone that, you know, as I, as I said to the crowd that night, our only understanding of Belfast in the United States is photos from the 1970s. So, right. Right. It, it's kind of frozen in time in our mind. And a really interesting thing was talking to the people there a number of them did not consider themselves Irish and did not consider themselves British. They consider themselves Northern I- Irish. Uh, wow. Okay. Which is, uh, uh, as they were explaining it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the promoter who, who has that PhD would, uh, have a lot to say about it, but this was just talking to, you know, kind of, uh, regular education or undereducated guys. They were like, it's just different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's just, I go to England and it's, I, that's not me. And I go to, I, I go to Dublin and that's not me either. Uh, right. It makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different yeah. identity. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wanted to talk really briefly about a phenomenon where I, you know, you see online, uh, uh hardcore kids saying, if you're not saying, uh, shit at, uh, if you're not saying shit at, uh, uh, about, um, uh, Palestine, uh, you know, then you're not doing your job. You're not using your platform. I just wanted to add some, uh, context perspective to that. Two of my bandmates had no frame of context for the troubles in Ireland. Zero Hmm. did not had to ask, what is this about? These are average intelligence people that just happened to be 30 years old. And 
we have to stop assuming that everybody has something intelligent to say about everything. If, if you asked these two band members who, by the way, asked the relevant questions when confronted with the thing in front of them and said, Oh, could somebody explain this to me? That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's, that's good. That's cool. I should but, try to learn. Yeah. But if you think it's, it, it is not just incumbent, but, but uh, obligatory for that individual to lend their opinion to every world uh, 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 matter, it, it, it's just a, it's so, it's so fucking disingenuous to me that, hey, if you're not saying X, you're not doing your job. Motherfucker, people don't know what X, Y, or Z even is. You know what I mean? People have their own lives, which are isolated to the things that, like, what? let, let me just give some perspective. What if somebody has a real struggle of a life? What if somebody is hand to mouth and uh, their reality is uh, they're 20 blocks uh, and it is, we could almost say that's not their fault because of what, it, whatever sort of bullshit they've had uh, piled on them in life. Now you need that person to what? Go to a public library. You need that person to what? Spend their time. Uh, what are they going to call out of work so they can fucking uh, learn more about some world topic? Yo, it is wrong to ask everybody to have an opinion on everything. Some people are simply underinformed on a matter and that's where it stands with them. Now, is it great to be underinformed on a matter? No, it's not. But is it the reality that we are all underinformed on something? Yes. <laughs> and and I thought it was just it was it was I'm not I'm not clowning on my bandmates cuz like I said once the, we were at a peace wall and they were like could somebody explain this to me? And and it's like, yo, that's great. That's you it know, and to me because I feel like that's so known. No, Tom, maybe, it's just, apparently it's not. It, Tom, it's generational, generational. And, and it's also a t- it's a ton of East Coast bias. Yes. It, it's, I mean, it, my it's, first concert was also going to a rebel IRA, IRA band concert. That, so that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's it is at a like, you know, uh, a Northeast American phenomenon, uh, maybe down into, you know, Pennsylvania, whatever. But like it, it is. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for it. That, it. that was actually the most interesting part of speaking with the promoter who had all this knowledge, I said, Hey, could you give me some perspective? Um, we know the Republican perspective in, in the United States quite well, right. Or at least in the the Northeast of the United States. Um, but I have to assume, uh, you know, uh, loyalists have their own, uh, uh, you know, set of martyrs, their, their own set of martyrs, their own iconography, their, their, their own folk tales. Their own, you know what I mean? Like all of the things that go into a, a, like the average American's conception of uh, the Republican struggle. It, there has to be that on the other side that I have no understanding of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know who, who, who they consider the victims of the thing. I don't know who, they, you know, and he explained, well, there's a, you know, there's a very good reason for that. And it's, uh, it's the diaspora, right? Like it's, uh, who ended up in the United States, right? Well, to who tell ended up st- in the United States and where? Yes. Right. And to tell that story and, uh, and that's all true and, and, and obviously interesting, but I, I found it completely the place I found interesting. Uh, we stayed in apparently a, uh, Republican neighborhood that has, um, uh, some sectarian, uh, issues still, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, listen, everybody, I'm going to be talking a little bit out of my ass now, but are you guys interested in this topic or, or yeah, go, go. Okay. So, uh, this is just from talking to a half dozen people, everybody. I do not claim to, uh, live in Belfast. Although, uh, if I could convince my family, I would at least consider it. Cause it's, I, I really enjoyed it, but over the, over Dublin. Uh, so I had been to Dublin before. So it, it, oh, it uh, twice. So, so it holds a little less fascination for me. Sure. Uh, Belfast, I will say, in the same way that there's a thing I love about Los Angeles, as shitty as it is, uh, if you go downtown and look down the boulevards, you see a uh, mountain, right? Mm. They're, they're not big mountains, but they're just pleasant uh, a juxtaposition from concrete. And uh, in certain neighborhoods uh, in Belfast, you look uh, down the boulevard and you see just a large green hill, you know? <laughs> 
And, and I, I thought that that was quite beautiful. Now, is it true that it's a bit of a uh, post-industrial shithole? Yes, a little bit, but I, I, it was not nearly as bad as what I had been sold by people online. I, I thought it was completely nice uh, place, but uh, we stayed in a neighborhood that I, as I said, I guess still has uh, some, I, I guess, whatever lingering tensions or, or whatever. Uh, and I did, I, I didn't see any of that. Now, obviously it doesn't happen every day and obviously whatever, but, but I was asking uh, the promoter about that. And uh, he was saying, you know, there's actually a day there, there it's like June 12th, maybe July 12th, whatever it is, uh, where everybody comes out with their banners and it's kind of, there's some street violence, uh, and it, it, it's kind of a, you know, almost gangland wave your flag sort of day. And, uh, which to an American speaks to like, it's just a crazy idea of like, uh, Oh, like we've entered like, like the ludicrous zone of, of, uh, that type of conflict where there's a day, you know, but like the purge, right. Yeah. Like, like what a wild idea. Uh, but I said, but some of the other kids were joking. Oh, cause we're, co- we're going to try to come back in the summer. And some kid joked, Oh, you should come back on this day. And the other guy interrupted him and said, no, we're not going to do that to him. And then I said, what's <laughs> the, I said, what's the, uh, kind of what's the American impression? And he goes, Americans just seem to like it. They think it's like a novelty. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and you're on the outside, so it doesn't bother you. Like Yes. And and if somebody comes to you and says, you know, who you with or whatever, you can just say, uh, hey brother, I'm I'm, you know, New York. <laughs> I'm coming from Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, all right, move along. Right. And so so he said there's there's uh, Americans think it's just a cute novelty in so many ways. Uh, but when I was talking to, uh, some of the kids in, in, uh, the opening bands, which were good, uh, I said, so, uh, how you, someone your age, someone that's 26 years old, how, how do you see your city and, and kind of your history and your world? Uh, if you don't mind, do you hang on to any of this sort of, uh, sectarian, uh, hostilities and whatever? And he said, it's in, entirely reliant on who your parents are. He says, if, if your parents aren't walking around with that, then typically it has been washed out of us by a certain age. Uh, and if your parents are living and breathing it, then it is, uh, it, it still comes up and it's still something that you can get your fur up about or even uh, uh, punch about. Now, what I thought was very interesting and everybody, I do not need these problems, neither in Dublin nor in Belfast. So just to understand I'm repeating what I'm, what I've heard, what I heard from a couple people at the thing. And it is consistent with every other circumstance around the world uh, that has this history, which is, it is very difficult to turn a paramilitary into a member of the best buy geek squad. It is uh, very difficult to uh, go from, Hey, uh, your responsibilities in this life are to uh, maintain a banner and uh, to not allow yourself to be disrespected and uh, to be ready to uh, jump into armed conflict at any time and then say, oh, but now that's over. Uh, it's time for you to uh, wash dishes, right? So as, as is the case in so many other parts of the world, a lot of those people go on to be drug dealers and that's what was being explained to me by a number of kids. There was the paramilitary still care about the things that they're supposed to care about, but uh, that conflict is is you know at a at a at a simmer. It's not boiling over. So what do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do you right. do when you've been a criminal for your your adult life, and now the thing that that inspired you or motivated you animated you is no, is no longer the thing. And I thought that that was, I mean, again, that's consistent with every place else. Uh, but I, I thought that that was totally fascinating. Um, yeah. it, let me give uh, the, can I shout out the, the openers? Please. Yeah, please. I just looked it up really quick. Um, in Dublin, it was Fulvetta and Merrill streak. Yes. Merrill streak. That's right. Very good. And then in, in Belfast, it was Bellwood and the new normal. Yes. Yes. Uh, so shout out to those four. Shout out. Uh, everybody was uh, a good variety of music uh, night to night, and everybody was very cool. Um, I, I had a great time. Uh, again, everybody, I'm a complete. 
Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Taurus, so if you're listening, one of our Belfast listeners, feel free to write us with any corrections. I'm just going on what people told me. But uh, <clears throat> for for me, a guy that feels as though I've seen every bit of Europe. And uh, rocked them all. And I've rocked them all. I, I was completely taken by Belfast and found it fascinating. Would love to go back. Uh, I, love I wonder why that's like so... Because I mean, I don't remember a ton of bands going through Belfast. I don't. I mean, I don't remember a ton of bands going through all of, uh, any of Ireland, really. But no, like, or like they played Dublin. They put you know, like, like Sick of It All would play Dublin, right? But everyone else kind of stayed. Like, someone was like, "Oh, because um, I made a mistake. It's Glas Glaswegian and not Glaswegian." Mm. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I was corrected by someone from Glasgow, and they're like, "Oh, you should come to." You know, I was like. Oddly enough, I was like, I've never played in Scotland or Ireland, but I've played in Wales like three times. No shit. Yeah, like we I, we played with a band in Wales that is like no not, longer uh, uh, spoken about. No, no, not at all. Um, band called Lost Prophets. Yeah, yeah, they spelled it differently. They were the opener. Mm. Um, but yeah, but like I've never been to Scotland. I've never been like I've been there like for family stuff, but not on tour and i was like i wonder why like is it that much i mean you can just get on a ferry and go to like from like calais france to somewhere can't you like i feel like there's ways to do it that can't be that expensive well you go from uh calais to dover uh oh, but right, certainly right. but certainly you could i mean there to my knowledge there is a ferry it, it, that's the prohibitive part i guess is the is the car element but everybody i'm telling you get get in touch uh with the promoter steven who uh, just did Morgan a fucking fan, fantastic job. Uh, super pro that type of promoter that like it does hardcore shows, but, tr but treats you as though you are a very professional band, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, like he had uh, Wi-Fi. He had breakfast of potatoes. He oh had yeah. The, the drinks, the tea that Pat likes. Your mates. Yeah. And glass and, and, and aluminum, aluminum. That good, that good, that good flavor. Yo, do you guys know that we should be not, not using glass anymore. Obviously, plastic's bad. But Stop. I like glass. Stop. No, why, why, glass, why is glass bad? I feel like that's the best. Um, glass waste is hard to dispose of, and it used to be that we would sell it slash ship it to China, and now they have enough and don't want ours. Uh, so, yeah, the, the usable, recyclable, reusable, and hopefully we do have lots of smart listeners, but uh, when I was, I fell down a rabbit hole in this. Um, uh, use use cans. Cans is the only way. Listen, aluminium is the way to go. They taste. Uh, my good too. I get my understanding that. of how to dispose of, of glass is you throw it in the campfire, okay. or you you break it against the the dugout. Mm -hmm. You know, adults had in a, you know in a bar fight. We, we, the problem is too much. It's too much too fast all the time. That's the problem. It's the problem, guys. <clears throat> have a couple things to talk about hardcore wise. Would you like to discuss? Yeah, sure. I had one more question about Patty. Please. Sorry. So you played Berlin So Thirty Six. Yes. Recorded. Did not record it, but <laughs> if somebody Lou, recorded man. it. Listen, if somebody recorded it on their phone, it was definitely a better recording than the Slapshot Live at SO36. <laughs> I went and listened to it again for the first time in a long time, and I was like, holy shit. Romance this came out. Like, oh, man. Like, was that, a, was that a lost and found? Would you look that up? Who put that out? Oh, no, I'll look see. it up. Thank also, you. Is, is SO36 where they throw the, the paper at you? Uh, there was no paper thrown at me. Uh, There's a place the, in Germany, and I can't remember where it was, but they sh throw shredded like confetti at you at the band. Oh wow! God well, damn it, I can't remember. Yeah, I'll say this: uh, I was told before we. I didn't realize we hadn't been to Berlin in four years. That's absolutely crazy to me. I had uh, I feel like I, I go to Berlin 2020, all the time. 2019. That's weird. 
Had yeah, some we totally. bite, what's right? happened? Live shot like what's live happened? at SO thirty six. Who put it out? We bite. Yeah. Oh. It's it is it is not a great sounding record. Um so anyway, the uh uh we had not been back in a while and we were told uh hey German crowds are pretty demure at the moment. Kids are coming to shows, but it's a bit stiff. You're really you're really gonna have to put some work in if you want them to to move. And I took it as a challenge. Uh I I we did motivate them to move, but it it is uh it is Bar- a polite fire shooter from the Romstein camp. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we had to do, but it's a, it's a polite people out here. And, uh, I just want anybody who is in our foreign listenership. Uh, when you come to a drug church show, please, uh, be polite only in the respect that you are respectful to your fellow showgoer. Uh, do not feel like you can't, uh, immediately start stage diving. Don't wait for the third block of songs to start stage diving. Thank you. Mm. Do they, are they still smoking indoors over there? Uh, okay. So this conversation came up yesterday. I was like, Oh, they're not still smoking indoors. Are they? And somebody was like, did you not catch the monitor guy? So you're not allowed to smoke indoors unless you are a member of the club or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, unless you work there. Wow. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess it's fair because they're on the job. (laughs) I guess so. so. That's pretty um, funny to like imagine that being in New York, like the one bartender and like the bar back and like it's like just fucking smoking like a motherfucker and everyone else is just sitting there. Yeah, th- I mean that's what it was. Um but I uh I did not detect the I'm sure it's different in the squats, you know, but uh, oh, at least at least this club show, uh there there was uh, uh n- no smoking except for one guy affiliated with the venue. Um it, Crowds it looked is, insane, though. All the UK videos looked incredible for both bands. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a it it's really really fun fucking tour. Like uh, Citizen, everybody, I'll do a uh, I'll do one of those uh, uh, Patreons that I do where I ask somebody to talk about records. I'll, I'll do that with Matt from Citizen. He's a, a very funny guy. Very uh, uh, you know, he likes a bunch of different types of music, but it, it uh, they are just like a band that hangs on to their fans, which is so nice to see because a thing that we should probably talk about, it doesn't have to be today, Bob, I know you had uh, specifics, but no, no. I uh, think we should probably talk about at some point is what it takes to lose all of your fucking fans. Man, you, really <laughs> got, can, you really got to drop. You got to fumble everything. Sort of, sort of because, uh, okay. So here's, here's the, uh, tell me how this resonates with you guys. Um, there are bands where you can get you, you won people over in such a way that you can put out infinite stinkers after a certain moment, infinite stinkers, and people will still come to see you play your first three records, and, and it, nothing's changing. They sure. they don't they don't necessarily buy your new records, but they're not betray they're not losing you on the live thing. Um, and at some point, you start putting out live records, uh, or of you put, start putting out records just to go and play one new song from that (laughs) play your old material but okay so there's those bands and then there's the bands that have a lot of energy around them uh people want to like them people think they like them and then they do not have enough of a body of work to release the stinker and that stinker is just a fucking anchor around their neck and it's over and I don't know what kind of uh, ineffable qualities make one one and one the other. I don't know what it is, but it's fascinating to watch in real time. No, no names, <laughs> but, but it's it's fascinating I mean, to watch. Likeability plays a lot into that calculus. What, what do you think does? Likeability. Okay, so if you're rooting for the band, you'd be like, "Come on, y'all can do better than that." Oh. <clears throat> Okay. At some point, you just turn on bands and you're like, come on, come on. Well, I, I, I agree with this. I agree with what Tom said, and I think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invoke a person who's been mentioned. <clears throat> LeBron James, well, Tom Brady. Like, uh, 
greatest player in NFL history, or at least in a very small conversation about that, right? Sure. Lost two Super Bowls, two stinkers. LeBron mm. James, same deal. He's lost like five. Go try it. You know what I mean? That dude's lost a bunch of bunch of games. Um, yeah, Eli Manning. Yeah, he's nice. Uh, Tom Brady, the goat. Psych. Uh, Eli beat him twice. Uh, so here's the co- thing: if you achieve a certain level of greatness people will forgive and straight forget and like, ah, yeah, lost a couple of Super Bowls. Ah, lost a grip of NBA championships. Ah, couple stinkers. And in hardcore, in music, in art, uh, that's the, the greatness is more subjective than, than numbers and stats and wins and losses, right? So, so that's, that's, I agree. I think people forgive and forget it. If you got enough to, look, man, to me, Chromag's catalog, 1.5 good records, add in a good demo, some good live sets. The rest of the catalog does nothing for, like, nothing. I try. I try. Does nothing. I forget it. I don't care. You throw me a Chromag shirt right now, I'll put it on. Sure. You know what I mean? So that, but there's bands who, who do you, is your best good enough to, make people overlook your worst. And that's that's actually an interesting thing to ask about a lot of things in life, right? Well, okay. There's a band that was suggested to us as um, like for support uh, for, for the uh, Drug Church Tour uh, in October. And it's a band I really like or liked. And I had to say, no, I, I can't do it in good faith because – their their records fucking suck right like it's and it, this is a band that i that i like i i, sure, I if you sure, ask sure, me do you, sure. if you ask me do you like this band i'd say yeah yeah i like that band but they're they put out such a stinker of a fucking record that that there's there's been no forward there's been no upward mobility or momentum there now here's what i think is interesting to talk about they were still suggested to me they were still taken seriously enough as, hey, they're frozen right now. It doesn't mean they're dead. <laughs> they're just in a, a, a cryogenic sleep because they put out a fucking terrible record. But they could live again. So because everybody wants them to win, likes them as people, we're going to float through this bad moment and hopefully hit something hot coming out of it. And that is so interesting because that is a different conversation than, yeah, that band is cashed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that band is, that's done. That's ass, which is what you'll hear from. You'll hear that from booking agents and promoters, everybody. So it, that's not how we like to talk about bands. Cause like I've been in one for too long to mm-hmm. really feel comfortable with that type of shit. But like, that's the language that booking agents and promoters will use. Like, Hey, that's cashed. Th- that's over. And it's so interesting to hear, uh, yeah, listen, everybody knows that their last record sucked, but uh, they're not done yet. Such a different vibe. And, and I, trying to figure out what is that difference, very, really hard to put your finger on. Yeah, no. It feels odd, you know, and, 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 but, but I think in private conversations, not platforming it, not putting it on, I like that's... <sighs> Is their best good enough that it enables? And can you? And I think there's different elements of that. Like, yo, there are bands that I like almost strictly. It's like a platonic relationship. It's like, yo, I love that band live, <laughs> but like, don't put those records on me. Like, nah, we're yeah. good. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm not trying to marry that band. But but live, I'll jump off the stage for it. You know, and um, there's value there. You know what I mean? That that's that's, that's kind of why I think there's bands I. There's there's so many facets to it. Like, man, there's bands I don't like, but I love their merch. <laughs> I think their merch rips. I don't own the merch, but I'm like, man, that's good merch. Sure. Which I like the band. So, uh, you know, enjoy shit the way you like. Um, this Is it okay if I pivot? Because there's there's something I, that came up. And I, uh, 100%. Let's us. go. Are we about to see 
a wave of brands x bands collaborations uh the likes of which we have never seen before so so i frame it like that because yo it's this is not the first time that bands have been partnering up with brands and clothing lines and you know sponsorships and blah 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 all that shit are we about to hit it bigger than ever before and and there's two things that got cited shout out to adam who who hit us with one of them um obviously everybody's seen the well obviously turnstile is doing a very big collaboration with with converse has their own shoes which is kind of wild um but then even uh i saw this the uh the brand pleasures uh, just did a collaboration shirt with ms paint um which surprised me. I, I'm aware of the brand Pleasures, and I didn't know there was any kind of hardcore relation, but there is. Um, and it brought to, to mind, are we about to see a lot more of this? And is that good or bad? Uh, the answer is uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I know of uh, one that's uh, percolating. Uh, that is more on the... Not not mysterious guy, but like more on the hardcore for the hardcore uh, sort of level of things. And I think, yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see some of this, and I think some of the old heads are going to uh, have moments of uh, screaming. Uh, And I I can't say shit because uh, I get outvoted (laughs) on my in my band's life whenever. Uh, something like this comes up. So, uh, I'm sure that my band will do some shit like that. And, uh, I mean, uh, our name, maybe our sound, I don't know, uh, limit us from some of those things. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we're going to see it for sure. Tom, and, I mean, a band Orthodox got a Jinko sponsorship. So Whoa. no shit. <sighs> yeah. Wow. That's kind of, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to go for it, go for it. Well, that's t- the, I mean, I think that's, but I mean, Jankos back in the day were looking to sponsor bands too. That's true, Patrick. I never owned a pair of Jankos. Me neither. No, me neither. It was very just, big in the scene I was involved in, though. Good lord. And but yeah, they were looking to like sponsor because it was. I mean, who else was buying them? ravers and hardcore kids? Yep. I mean, that was literally it. Maybe skaters, but I don't even think so. But yeah, Orthodox, like beginning of this year, got like a sponsorship. But I was like, that's fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's bound to happen. This music is fucking huge, you know? And I mean, I think if it's done right and if it's something that's, you know, lays within your moral code, you know what I mean? Like I'd be bummed if it was like a straight edge band, like doing like fucking, you know, PBR or whatever. You know, I am like one step closer wants to do a fucking collab with like some clothing company. I'm like, well, they're, they're, they're a sharp band. So that makes sense. They've yeah, done stuff I, on their own that have had polo shirts and all that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I, I'm the lamest dude in the world on this shit because I always say the same type of stuff, which is, yeah, I'm not mad at anybody that's mad. <laughs> and, it's, and it doesn't make for good conversation, but I, I, it's, it's what my heart says. Like, if, if somebody finds this shit repellent, I'm not mad. Uh, if somebody's all in on it, I'm also not mad, although I think being all in on it is a little fucking wild. But uh, could you imagine just being that hyped up on like, yeah, these brands, this is cool. <laughs> I, I mean, there's listen, there's people out there that I see. A, I see a lot of different types of opinions. And there's people out there who do think that everything a band can get, they should get. That's true. And, you know, let me ask I'm, you a question, Patty. Hit me. And you may not be able to answer this in full transparency. OK, but even in the in the 2024 conversation, do you think people see you guys in Fiddlehead different from Military Gun because of the Taco Bell thing? Uh, that's, a, that's kind of a good question. Same uh, style I don't, music, same, same idea. Yeah, but I, yeah, feel like, I wonder if I think it even in 2024 when we're not like, you know, everyone was like, you know, big business got to stay out of here. I think it damages the brand a little bit. I don't, I, I, I don't they know. Look askew at them a little bit. I don't well, care. Get their fucking money. I, he's a, they're all adults, whatever they want to do. But like, I feel like you, you lose a little bit of the, like the street cred. Is that crazy? No, Even it's, for it's young not kids. crazy. But I think that what we have to come to is 
okay, is the criticism Taco Bell hardcore is do do those kids that say that care at all about the actual matter of things like taking opportunities like Taco Bell, or is it just like a like an ad hominem uh, so, sort of easy way to say? this type of hardcore that I don't like Like shorthand. I mean, it's easy to be very like once you get in one of those groups, you're easily dismissed. Old man band, Taco Taco Bell, hardcore PBR core, you know, even, you you know, the, you know, the bands that were like, there were like four hardcore bands that vice talked about. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was easy for like normal hardcore to be like, all right, so we're not fucking with this band, this band, this band, and this band, because, you know, they're on they're on the same page as Arcade Fire and, and some magazine, right? You know what I mean? Or whatever. Now, like, I feel like once you're able to be like just like thrown together haphazardly like that, you're really easy to dismiss. I I agree, but it's it it doesn't mean you're over. It just means that your moment is passed. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm not wishing this on anybody. I mean, be clear. no, no, certainly not, particularly me. But I, no. I'm I, I'm just saying that. If we're going to be honest about this, if we're going to have a conversation about. I, I don't think your band would break up though, so you could get Wi-Fi every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know I how have, important it is. Yeah. I have reflected on the fact that the like the one of the chief reasons that I would ever uh, stop playing music is just to punish the world for not giving me the things that I need when I need them. <laughs> like, no Wi-Fi, then no Patty. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I was a kid, I used to have to walk home from wrestling practice. I could never get picked up and it would be fucking so cold. So, you know, Albany, New York in February, so cold pile of piles of snow. And I would think, you know what? I'm going to lay in this fucking snow and die. And then my mom's going to feel like an asshole. Right. She's just picking out the station (laughs) wagon and pick my ass up. That's how I feel about this whole shit. Where I go, you know what? You can't give me Wi-Fi. Guess what? No, no more music. Need some toilet and some Wi-Fi. Then you don't, you don't get patty anymore. Exactly. So, uh, where were we? I, I, I'm sorry. I I totally no. It's it's in terms of brands, um, or in terms of uh, is it dismissible? Is it uh, is there a different way that people look at things? I don't think so. And here's my rationale. I don't think that the people that say Taco Bell hardcore care about the Taco Bell thing on any level. I I think it's just, we don't like the sound or we're over the sound or whatever it is. It's internet. Yeah, exactly. And uh, do I think that we are in a different position? Maybe only in the respect that we're grandfathered in, but certainly we have, it's not like the sounds are worlds, worlds apart, you know? That's what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know though. I mean, listen, part of being in a, in a band that performs for people and, and tours and everything is the realization, the understanding that a time is going to come where people are just fucking over your ass. They don't like, you're going to have your fans and that's cool, but people are going to say, ah, you know, I don't fuck either because you're old or because it's just not the moment anymore. And you gotta, you gotta live on planet earth with that. I mean, like it's so embarrassing when bands can't confront that. Hey, you know, man, it's not over, but it's just over in the way that it was. It's fine. So I don't know. I I think that I was telling you guys a couple a couple months in advance of uh, people using the term Taco Bell hardcore that we're probably uh, headed in a different direction uh, as as music, you know, not like the hardcore music, et cetera, is probably going to be headed. And I think that's probably just true, but it doesn't mean that like, give me something that uh, qualifies as uh, uh, girlfriend, hardcore back in the day that could still go right now. Girl biscuits. Uh, well, you go, you go really far back. I'm talking about like the, fucking bridge, the bridge nine era. Okay. But modern life is war has kind of fallen into a, plays for their fans. You know what I mean? That's it. They still kill. Uh, yeah. I mean, for their fans, they fucking, they're a good band, but it, it's, uh, I would say the answer is fucking have heart who were dismissed as girlfriend, hardcore. And when they play 9,000 human beings show up, you right. know I mean? <laughs> so, so it doesn't mean that you are 
ever out of anything. It doesn't mean that you're, it, it just means you're out of the zeitgeist. It doesn't mean you're out of being uh, like a good band or cool to, to the people that love you. So, uh, but yeah, it's possible. It's, it's possible that I'm Taco Bell hardcore. <laughs> it's, it's possible that I'm not Taco Bell hardcore, whatever. But it's funny how you don't get painted with that brush where like you're incredibly close to that, 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 that scene. That's the only just really delineating line is that you didn't, you know what I mean? You're not being played in between, you know, I was going to say, you mean I didn't take the Taco Bell money? And then I was going to correct myself and say, you mean I wasn't offered the Taco Bell money? Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I mean, I I saw that under the table Taco Bell deal you guys did. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You witnessed that in firsthand. I witnessed that. Uh, And the the purveyor of said, uh, yeah, brought that up. He's like, I heard you bring it up and then stop halfway. I was like, yeah, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. (laughs) I mean, the IRS probably listens. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's it's really fascinating to reflect on even even our podcast, right? It's it's really interesting to reflect on how people who don't know you personally view you, you know. Mm. And the, the, there's, uh, you know, it's somebody always loves you, somebody always hates you. It's just the nature of the thing. And uh, to stay successful or at least uh, he- ahead of drowning, you just have to have more people that like you than hate you. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So that's today's math uh, formula, I think. Good. Yeah, exactly. Well, yo, um, uh, everybody, have a good Hardcore Tuesday. It's going to be a Hardcore Tuesday. It's going to be a big Hardcore Tuesday. Tuesday. Hardcore Tuesday. Bye-bye.